we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. This is Dr. Peter Bregan. I'm a physician and a psychiatrist, and with me is my wife. Hi, folks. This is Ginger Bregan. She's shy, you can tell. But I'm encouraging her because this woman just continually blows my mind away. Um, every day, almost, um, she comes up with an insight I haven't had. And right now, we're doing some amazing work that started out with her finding a scientific article on nanoparticles in nature nanoparticles so if you think nanoparticles are a myth, nature nanotechnology na na nanotechnology thank you so she's more on top of this than i am although i've been looking at the article a lot today and um what she realized when she saw the article was that might help people realize that um this is really serious business. If, if nature has its own journal on nanoparticle technology, it's really real, folks. And um, as we looked at the article, we realized that um, while it was claiming that uh, nanotechnology was now a miracle and getting safer and safer, that in fact, the article discloses that it's a danger. And we're going to be writing about that, and that'll be up on our substite. Substack, Peter and Ginger Bregan's Substack will get you there. Um, it's called Bregan Alerts now. And oh, it's now called Bregan Alerts. Yes, that's right. Yes, we've combined our subscribers. So we are, I won't have to do two things every time we broadcast something. It's all going to go through the Substack now. Yeah, we'll start with America Out Loud when we do a radio show or a report, but then it goes up on the Substack. And what does that give us a combined? Um, 57,000 subscribers. 57,000 subscribers. So we're moving along. I wish it were hundreds of thousands, but we're moving along. Um, because of Ginger, today um, I started doing this, some of this research, um, but I came across something along the way that really surprised me and gave me some very important way of presenting the data on deaths from the mRNA vaccines. Whenever I talk about deaths from the mRNA vaccines, I point out uh, that right now we're approaching 20,000 um, reports of death. I discuss why I think that that number represents uh, 20. Uh, it represents 2 million people because you have to multiply it by at least 100. Hardly anybody wants to report on these things. And under no ordinary days, you uh, you find that uh, one report to the VAERS or one report to the FDA's VAERS uh, has about 100 actual realities of harms behind it. And only one in 100 get reported. And you can be sure that doctors really don't want to make any reports now on the COVID vaccines because there's lots of threats behind doctors even uh, talking to their patients about it or talking on the uh, radio about it or on a show like ours about it. So very importantly, um, there's been all these deaths. But then people don't know 
how many deaths usually end up throwing off the market a, uh, a vaccine, something claimed to be a vaccine. And I'm always telling them, well, in the past, you know, 12 deaths and they would it would be taken off if none has ever gotten up to 50 while it was still on the market. And now I found out what went on behind, I just hadn't studied it behind, behind the rejection of J&J's vaccine by, the, by our CDC and our FDA. It was rejected by our CDC and our FDA for causing nine deaths from thrombosis. Nine? Nine. And they threw it out. So why would they throw out J and J's? And this is very important, folks. Why would they throw out J and J's vaccine for nine deaths when we've got almost 20,000 deaths now reported? Nine reported deaths. Now we have 20,000 on basically uh, the other vaccines, <laughs> the RNA vaccines by Moderna and by Pfizer. Well, if you read our book, COVID-19 and Global Creditors, a little plug for us, you would know that these are the vaccines of Bill Gates. And I also believe of the World Health Organization. And I'm going to ask. And DOD. And DOD, definitely DOD. The, the Department of Defense. And these are the ones that were, um, were uh, actually given billions of dollars by the federal government. And, um, you know, the J&J &J was a Johnny-come-lately, a late approval. Um, so the whole game, going back to 2010, that we document in our book, shows that of the hundreds of potential vaccines that people were making or wanted to make and try to get approved by our FDA, Bill Gates has already told the world, invest in Moderna and invest in Pfizer, and he was. So this is very, very interesting, folks. Nine deaths gets your competitor out of business. But if it's Bill Gates and that whole big shebang, including the WHO and and um, also it's uh, World Economic um, Forum, they're all behind Bill Gates and they're all behind the uh, the murderous current vaccines. So my guest today is James Roguski, our guest, excuse me. I think I was my idea. I said to James, God, we got to get James back on. You did. And um, the reason why I want James Oguski on is very personal in one way, and that is that if he weren't doing the amazing work he is doing, looking at the shenanigans of the Wor World Health Organization, I'd be putting in time all the time on it. And this is one case, and maybe the only case I can think of where I see somebody doing such a good job personally examining a whole huge area and making himself available to the public. He gives out his phone number. He he tells you where you can write and talk to your congressman, your senator, or someone else about what the World Health Organization is doing. And we got started in this roughly around the same time. I was looking at the at the treaties, so-called treaties, the agreements or treaties. And and Jim said, wait, wait, we got something worse coming up right now. And that was the international regulations. I think that's a fair description of, of what I saw happening. And uh, then uh, we all got to work with uh, James Roguski in the lead, taking on 
this uh, issue of uh, what she'll tell you about today, which is the, uh, the in this case, it's the uh, changing the IRS, changing the <laughs> IHS, the International Health Regulations of the WHO. So with that, and by the way, that that did not go through. And I think that one of the main reasons that the regulations did not get through about a year ago, or is it two years now? The reason, no, one year ago, the reason it didn't get through was James Ruguski. And um, the, the next group most responsible were the African nations, which smelled the rat right away. But as a person, James Ruguski, you've, you've put off this international horror story. So I'm introducing, he's act, we, we're on video together, but this is radio, and he's actually blushing. <laughs> so welcome to Peter and Ginger's radio show, James Ruguski. Well, thank you for having me. Um, the uh, let l- let me first um, reply to some of the things that you said about the other topics. Um, you know that you let in with yes, because yes. I, I I almost always have a different take on everything. Um, I want to correct your pronunciation on one of the words, if I may. I, I pronounce it Shanann agains because they're doing <laughs> it all over again, and, and so I have been I have been keeping an eye on the WHO shenanigans. Um, one of the questions or one of the things that I've learned is not just about what you read or what people say or the information that you hear or the data that you collect. It's what is it that's not there. And one of the questions that nobody can answer because there's no way to answer it. And I'll, I'll put it to you as a rhetorical question because you're not going to be able to answer it either. Um Please give me the list of names of the people who were saved by the vaccines. <laughs> How many people were saved? Yeah. Can you can you name them? Well, hold on just a moment. But they um, tell us it was millions. It was millions of people. Name me one of them. You know, what I hear people <laughs> saying is, oh, I, love it. I got I got COVID 20 times, but it would have been so much worse if I hadn't gotten that wonderful injection. Okay. (laughs) So yes, one of the things I think I've learned to do is when everybody's talking about something, you just turn it upside down and go, well, okay, if you're right, let me ask you another question. Okay. And you know, how many people got a jab and were saved by it. Okay, if you could if you could document that, you put that on the side of the ledger. When here's another one. Um, if you ever hear anybody say the phrase safe and effective, you immediately know that they're lying. Because what they're supposed to do is give you all of the known risks and many of the perceived benefits. So on the benefit side. Show me who you saved. Well, you, there's there's nothing there. I I looked at the Moderna risk benefit um, presentation a couple of years ago, so it's a little foggy in my memory. But it was a simulation. It wasn't like you know actual facts, and it was an ad. How... It was an advertisement, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. And and so, you know, one of the things that people need to do is um, be more discerning 
by whatever it is someone says. And the reason I'm actually mentioning this is because I actually want it to be um, part of what we're going to talk about in the next two segments. Uh, I learned a long time ago, maybe from watching Perry Mason shows or some other television show, if you watch a, a law, you know, courtroom type of thing, um, somebody comes along and I get this almost all the time. And I bet if you think about it, it happens to you as well. Hey, Jim, I heard that so-and-so said this, right? Have you heard that? It's like my my first instinct. It actually makes me crazy when I'm trying to write and do end notes. It it makes me immediately think, okay, I'll listen, but you understand that's the definition of hearsay evidence, right? Okay, did they show you the source material? Is there a document? Is there an audio, a video, evidence of some kind, right? You know, secret, you know, secret video recording of somebody saying something that, you know, leaks out. What I want to challenge everybody to do with what we're talking about today is, you know, thank you for listening. It's radio. That's the only option you get. But then go and actually read the source materials, because what I hope to be talking about today um, is the newest version of what most everyone calls the pandemic treaty. Now, that's not really what it's called, but that's what people do call it. Last week, I was able to find on the internet that it had been leaked. I didn't hack anything. I'm not a whistleblower. But somebody who got a hold of the document that they're currently using for the negotiations was mostly made public. There are still three articles, Article 12, 14, and 15, that are still being kept secret. Okay. But the rest of it, there's a total of 39 articles, so we got 36 of them. I encourage everybody, and um, I'll, I'll clean it up because it's radio, because there's a word that I want to use that probably would pass through the censors. So I'll just say, read the darn documents. Don't don't take my take on it and, and run with it. Um, you know the game of telephone. You tell somebody something, and then they tell somebody. Go back to the source. Go to my Substack, read from their documents what they are saying they want. And if you really want to do something, print it out, you know, make a copy of it, do a screenshot of it, make an uh, image of it, put it up on the Internet, do a video, comment on any piece of the documents that we're going to be talking about. Make a little two minute TikTok video or Telegram or you know Twitter, or whatever, and don't allow them to say it's inaccurate misinformation. Take their information, use it in what you have to say, and throw it right back in their face because we don't need to you know, make it more elaborate or, or make it be anything other than this is what they are saying they want, and then give your opinion about it. And then go back and get another sentence and go back and get another paragraph and do it again and again and again to show them that we are watching what they are doing. Jim, if you don't mind, uh, after we finish the show, emailing me the most key links. And those links will be in the in the written description of this interview. And so I'll make sure that our listeners can 
go to the written description and find those links and see this documentation themselves. I'll send you a bunch of stuff, but it's actually very easy. You can just go to stopthetreaty.org. If you accidentally go to stopthetreaty.com, you'll end up at a different place, and it's a fine place, but it's not the place we're talking about. If you go to stopthetreaty.org, or if you just go to jamesforgusky.substack.com, and I'll do it right here in the middle of the show, um, you can just give me a phone call at 310-619-3055. Yes, I get it. There's a lot of details. It's all confusing. But um, after you listen to the next two segments of what we're doing, um, I think it will all be very, very crystal clear what's really going on here. Jim, um, you mentioned that it's a new name for the treaty. What are they calling it? Well, you know, they're they're not all that creative. Um, it's the latest version in October and the version that was leaked at the moment. It's the proposal for negotiating text of the WHO pandemic agreement. And um, they call for, it for sake of yeah, for, for sake of um, ease, we'll just call it the pandemic treaty because that's what most people do call it. Yeah. It's a new document that has never been approved or adopted or existed before and it is distinctly different from the amendments to the existing international health regulations we might talk about those a little bit but we're going to stick to the new one that uh, we got the most up-to-date version on it's a, the the issue of what they're calling it is important they've actually called it the agreement i think uh, jim all along they've most People who see it know it's a treaty, but they like to call it, as I understand it, an agreement because they don't want to stir up all the Americans who are thinking to themselves, well, the, you know, we'll get the Senate to, and the Senate's never going to approve, approve this treaty. But they try to get around it by saying that it's an agreement and that it can be, as you know, that it can be authorized as far as they're concerned to make it a legal agreement internationally binding by the president, by the secretary of state, and anybody appointed by the secretary of state. I think a group like that, there's about three or four top officials, and all they want is one signature. So a big part of the battle is going to be to make sure that it is called a treaty and everybody knows it's a treaty have we over the break now we gotta go we're to break. done we've got to go to break oh my gosh we'll be right back folks Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the CofixRx banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. 
That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works. And we're back. And before we go any further, I want my husband to welcome our wonderful, wonderful audience as only he can. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, something happened where I got very tired for a few weeks and I stopped saying, welcome, my wonderful audience, is what I used to say. And now with Ginger's here on the radio with me, thanks to Malcolm, who really honeyed her up and got her to (laughs) come on the show with me. Hey, God bless Malcolm. And God. Yeah, he said I had to. Yeah. He, he, he twisted my arm. Yeah. He, he yeah. said, I'll only take Peter if you come on the show. And I was nodding. I was nodding. Yeah, was you nodding. absolutely were. You were terrific. Oh, God. So um, welcome our hour, because it's two of us. Welcome our wonderful audience. And, you know, I hear a lot that people actually get a kick out of our silly interactions. But we actually... Really, it's kind of real for us. We tease, we play, we have good time. Then we get sad, and then we get upset, and then we think about the world. Then we pull each other out of it, and then we get on. Yeah, usually we don't get upset about the world at the same time, which is really helpful. Yeah, I get upset when I'm working on a book, and it it just overwhelms me, and I feel black gases coming out of the out of my uh, monitor. <laughs> But you usually get it at night when you look at me and all of a sudden you're just sad and you're thinking about the world. and Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. But you know, my feeling is I've got you and I can write I'm happy. You know, I'll write about the world. Well, and that important principle that you've shared with me and that really has made a difference, which is you don't necessarily win. You don't necessarily... Mm, you do what's You right. don't necessarily save anything. Well, God never but, gave us an instruction as individual people to save the world. Right. In fact, he, he he seems to imply that's like the Tower of Babel, you know, I'll knock you down, you start climbing up to heaven. Right. But what I've learned from you is if you if if I really uh, embrace my principles and stick to my principles and don't compromise and do the very best I can, then it's a lot easier to sleep at night despite the suffering and the struggle that we see, which seems to be our lot in life on planet Earth. And you helped me too, honey, in keeping my principles. Thank you. So now back to to, to James Roguski. His last name is spelled R-O-G-U-S-K-I. And he's got a wonderful website. It's it's uh, it just gives you a lot of opportunity to interact with it too. So, James, you think that the real issue right now is not the a vote in May on the uh, regulations of the um, see I don't know this on uh, uh, the international health regulations of the WHO. You think it is this agreement they're steaming toward it? Well, um, l- let me. Um just go on a rant here and get as much information packed in as I can. There's only yeah. one thing I would oppose to you um, earlier. Um, I don't know what sleeping at night is these days because they've been meeting in Geneva at 9 a.m. <laughs> so that's midnight. That's midnight my time. So I'm a little bit of a night owl. Go on a rant. Go on me, a rant. Let me, let me give you the, you, let me give you the rapid now, fire. You're going to talk next section too. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, 
There I'll hold up my been, hand if you're going too fast. There you go. There, there has been a lot of confusion, misinformation, and misappropriation of one document to the next because there, you know, there's this new agreement. Now, the, the reason why they came out with the names is in Article 19 of the WHO Assembly, it says that they can negotiate a convention or agreement. And they've never actually officially called it a treaty. And then in Article 21, they can um, you know, make regulations and other international instruments. So they've given it many, 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 many names. But out of the gate, when the um, independent um, panel for you know, pandemic uh, uh, studies basically came out well over a couple of years ago, they said very clearly that they recommended that it be a framework convention. Now, the average person on the street is probably, what the heck is that? Well, the easiest way to think about it is to think back and go look back to 1992 our wonderful Senate did give its two thirds consent and it was signed in, you know, agreed upon, signed by the president, ratified, and then is considered a treaty, the framework convention for climate change. How's that working out for everybody? What those types of agreements do is it's not a treaty where you reach an agreement, you sign it and boom, you're done. It's an ongoing zombie bureaucratic organization that sets up a conference of the parties that meets year after year after year to fill in the empty framework with protocols and other details that you and I don't have time to pay attention to. And so back in December, for the Framework Convention for Climate Change, they had the 28th Conference of the Parties. COP28. My understanding, because I wasn't invited, is that 80,000 people showed up. And so what happens and what they're trying to do is they would love to be able to get an empty agreement, you know, whatever they can narrow it down to, so that they can pat themselves on the back and say, well, we've reached an agreement. It, it almost doesn't matter what's in there. It does matter. We're going to talk about what's in there. But if they reach an agreement to create this zombie organization so that year after year after year, they could come up with the craziest ideas and more importantly, distribute billions of dollars to do whatever it is they decide to do without our ongoing input, as if we're having any input you know, to what's being decided now, that's just crazy. And so... I caution people while at the same time I'm encouraging them. This is not an enormous document. Um, no offense, Peter, but your books are way bigger than this document. Okay. Easier to read and more fun to read, but this is only going to be, you know, 30, 40 pages. And if you start reading the first chapter, you might get diabetes because it's so sweet. The language is so propagandized it talks about sovereignty and freedom and rights and inclusivity and equity and um, transparency yada 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 to just put you to sleep so that you don't get to the meat in chapter two which we'll be talking about as much as we have time for 
But then, boy, it's going to be a long time before you get to chapter three, which is where they would set up not the conference of the parties. They know we're wise to that. They changed the name. Now they call it the governing body of the pandemic agreement. Same darn thing. Whichever nations they can bamboozle into agreeing to what's going on here, um, they would meet on a yearly basis, send appointed delegates that have no accountability. You don't even, Peter, I mean, I'll ask you an unfair question. Who represented the United States at the 28th Conference of the Parties for the Framework Convention for Climate Change? Nobody on earth knows the answer to that question. I don't. Did they call you up and ask you for your opinion? I doubt it. Okay. This is how they want to play the game. So here's where I'm going to throw you an honest curveball. I'm, I'm going to let you see that the curveball is coming and see if we can hit it out of the park for everybody who's listening. Do you have a recollection of about 10 years ago of something called the Trans-Pacific Partnership? I don't know what it is, though. Okay. The Trans-Pacific Partnership was a trade deal that the Obama administration put through. Trans-Pacific, if you could imagine the Pacific Rim and all of the nations around the Pacific, you know, Chile, Ecuador, Peru, up the coast, the United States, Canada, back down, Japan, Vietnam, and so forth, all around the Pacific Rim, they wanted to put together a trade deal. Obama signed on to it. And then what happened is we, the people, became aware of what they were trying to get us into. You know, think NAFTA on steroids for the entire Pacific Rim. Yeah. Well, what happened was that document was kept so secret that even members of Congress and the Senate were not given copies. They were not allowed to photograph it or even take notes. They had to go into a skiff. And they could read it. And maybe if they had a photographic memory, they could come out understanding what it was. But ultimately, we the people came to learn what was in that trade agreement. And it became absolutely toxic from a political standpoint. Jim, I want you to just dive in in the last seven minutes of this segment and tell people what the horror is of the treaty, and really the uh, regulations, if they get passed this May, they have the same concept in it. I don't want to do it for you. I want you to do it and not not wait any longer or people. Will... I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive right in because um, and you just raise your hand and I'll, I'll, I will shut it down. Um, I put up on my website. I know this is radio. People can't see it, but I summarize the 12 issues that are going on with this agreement. Because what we're really dealing with, people need to get out their constitution and go to Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. The federal government has authority to regulate international trade with foreign nations. And that's what I believe this proposed treaty is really doing. Let me run through a dozen issues. They want to set up a framework convention where they set up a massive bureaucracy and pump billions of dollars into a new bureaucracy to oversee a massive expansion of the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. They want to take our money 
and build out their industry, take money from the global north and build out pharmacy in the global south because they can't afford top dollar for pharmaceutical products and biological weapons. They want to create a pathogen access and benefit sharing system. What that means is if they can invest in searching for the next pathogen with pandemic potential, that's their term. If they can go you know, into the next bat cave or septic system or chicken coop or hospital, or they're even checking the black water coming off of airplanes, if they can find a pathogen that has pandemic potential, they want to build a WHO coordinated laboratory network. Jim, this is also so going they, to include the labs, the lab made. You haven't said, I just want to get that in. This is also lab made it. viruses. Yeah, that's what you're about to say. Well, that's what I'm about to say. They bring these um, pathogens into the laboratory, whether they purposefully do gain of function research or they just culture it and let it go through cycle after cycle to become you know, differently pathogenic. What they then would do is have that be part of a system where in um, return for gaining access to those pathogens with pandemic potential, they would share the benefits. Now, this really comes from what happened in South Africa and Botswana. Jim, I really want you to stick to this is such important stuff. Give us three. Two is so important oh, because it means we'll have leaks. Well, I've, I've, I've been running through. I've been running through one, two, three, four. We're already down to oh, okay. seven and eight. Okay. I just All haven't right, been numbering ahead. them. You're getting, you're getting the, the mashup here. Okay. What, happened that's, in that's South, cool. what happened in South Africa and Botswana with what came to be known as Omicron is those um, nations identified a totally different variant and passed along the genetic information as they felt they were obligated to do under the current regulations. The regulations state that nations are not supposed to respond with any kind of sanctions or travel restrictions, but many nations did. And then Pfizer and Moderna took that information, put it into the booster, and made billions of dollars more. So the nations that are looking at this corporate colonialism recognize, and this is literally in the document, Peter, that sovereign nations have control over their pathogens. They view that as a natural resource to be bartered with and sold. We'll give you our pathogen information if you share the benefits and the profits with us. Pathogen access and benefit sharing system. They also want to speed up the approval of drugs and jabs. They are probably not going to change any of the liability that the um, companies have. And so when you take a look at the total of what I'm talking about, this is a business deal. This is, you know, by, by you know, how you've looked at all of the predators, this is predatory capitalism where the little crime bosses who didn't get cut in on the deal over the last four or five years, they want a piece of the pie. They want intellectual property. They want manufacturing know-how. And they want 
Global North investment capital to be invested in the Global South to build out their smaller versions of the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. This is extremely important, and I'm really glad you're looking at it. My deepest concern is, well, first of all, I don't think it's, I think it's a mistake to just call it predatory capitalism. Huge numbers of the people involved in this are communists. They're like the World Health Organization. He's a communist. It's predatory, everybody. They're progressives. <laughs> they're a capitalist. They work together. Xi Jinping goes to the meetings at, the, at all the Western conferences. So it's predatory, everybody. And the capitalists are, are no more corrupt than the communists, for God's sakes. They're all in this bag. I, I, that would be my own feeling about it. But to me, the major point you haven't gotten to yet, and I'm not sure why we approach these things a bit differently. The major point to me is they're going to take over our sovereignty, over our control over internal affairs. That it, if you uh, want to talk about that, you look at the amendments. We can talk about that. Maybe we'll leave that for the second. The treaties second, are going to do second. the same thing, Jim. I haven't to... read the new version. If you read the new version, it becomes very, very clear. Now, I, I got clear on this back in November of 2022. Um, so the new version does a, not a minute. doesn't specify that we're the, signing over to – we only got 30 seconds. All right. Let's go to that when you get back. My concern is that all along they have been talking about giving up sovereignty, and maybe they're now backing off because of you and other people in various nations on the treaty. Say yes um, or no, and we'll, we'll pick it up, and we'll go to uh, the break. Yes, yes or no, and we'll pick it up at the break. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, the year 2024 must be the year of the Patriot, and AmericaOutloud.news will equip you with all the information you need to give new meaning to the words Patriot Act, for our actions always ultimately define our words. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health and supporting gut health to reducing the appearance of wrinkles and even improving mind, mood, and energy. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. 
For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. And we're back for the third segment of America Out Loud, The Pulse, on AmericaOutloud.news with Peter R. Bregan, MD, and Ginger Bregan. And James Raguski is our guest. Yes. And you've been quiet today. I don't want to get much into it, but this is stuff, I guess, that James and I really have. No, that's fine. I'm very interested in just, I'm very interested in just listening to the two of you because it's intricate and. So let's go back, right back to James. James, you're on the air. So um, yes or no. Okay. Here's how I believe the confusion started. Now, what we've been talking about primarily is the new agreement, treaty, framework convention, call it whatever you want. And many people have misappropriated language from the proposed amendments by just saying everything is the treaty, but they're different and distinct. There's overlap. And here's where it started. When the amendments were made- Jim, Jim, I want you to cut you. We won't have time. I want you to cut to the quick. Does- This is- do the, do the agreements now as standing, have they been changed, their proposed agreements? From the start, Tedros made clear that this was an attempt to take over the sovereignty of nations. He was going to be the one in charge. He could take actions on his own. And he was saying that about the treaty. I didn't even know then about what you discovered which was the uh, changing the regulations. Is the treaty not saying that now? Well, it never did. And he never said exactly what you said he said. So let me clarify this. Well, okay. read the read, what read he has always, no, no, no. <laughs> what, what he has always been saying is that the agreement does not give him these powers. And that's true because he's he's slicing those hairs in his words, you have to look to the amendments, and that's what I'll share with you now. What it, when, when you distinguish that, what people have been saying, the hearsay that has been out there about these documents has gotten them mixed together. What happened back in December when we got a hold of the amendments was that Bangladesh and the African nations put forth their solution to this trade disagreement. They were unhappy that they were not getting enough jabs. So their solution was almost pure, classic, dictatorial, totalitarian, Marxist, communist solution. What Bangladesh and Africa proposed they are not the good guys in this. It, the, the information that people have about what happened in 2022 is almost universally inaccurate. What Africa and Bangladesh proposed was they know that Tedros or the director general can declare a public health emergency of international concern. They proposed a new Article 13A to the amendment is an amendment to the international health regulations to empower the director general to decide what would be needed after he declared an emergency. Then he could create an allocation mechanism 
and would be also given the authority to tell manufacturers in nations that have the capacity that they have to make what he says they have to make and deliver it to their distribution centers. He spoke the other day, they have a 20,000 square meter, I'm sorry, 20,000 square meter distribution point in Dubai. When you realize that what they were trying to do was not take away sovereignty, but to put Tedros in command and control of the means of production, distribution, logistics, laboratories, and surveillance, that is actually under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. What we're dealing with here is a business deal. Hey, James, I'm lost. And I think that I really would like to ask for you to tell people the the highlights of the dangers of what's going on yeah, right I now. I also want to make a comment. I yeah. don't know why we have such a big disagreement here, Jim, but in January of 2023, and we have this on our website, folks, at Peter and Ginger Bregan, at the, um, on the um, Substack, where I write a couple of children, I write a couple of articles on the who in January of that year, Tedros announced to his uh, international uh, committee that he was going to make the who the centerpiece of world health responses to the various things that he thought he could deal with. And he used language repeatedly that said, in effect, the that he, as uh, the head of WHO, would be in the position when a pandemic-like treaty, I think they called it agreements, came to make the decisions that needed to be made. And he was clearly stating this in this seminal article, which a seminal speech, which I think I first came upon and published and you can find that on on the um, I can't get to the link right now. So I'm finding some confusion. Oh, um, you're going to you're going to have to allow me to absolutely agree with you. And when the light bulb goes off, there's going to be a, a, a mushroom cloud over your head. They're talking about controlling the means of production, logistics, laboratories. Yes, that's a, that's that's. A, another way that they're now implementing it, but it is an assault on the sovereignty of the nations. Period. Not when you not when you read Article One, Section Eight, Clause James, if Three he takes of over, the U.S. Constitution. No, it's, it's not a about, business deal. It's well, a business. What you're deal. saying is it's going to be masquerade. You're saying it's going to be masqueraded as a business deal. The federal government of the United States has the authority under the Constitution to regulate international trade. If they set up Tedros, the director general, and the WHO as the mob boss for all of the um, massive corruption and organized crime to take billions of dollars to distribute contracts to their cronies, whomever they want, and 
go on a search for pathogens with pandemic potential so that they can fear monger the world, they want to be involved at the head of the flow of money. It's your local officials who will implement the infringement upon your rights and freedoms and all of that. They didn't need a, a amendments or a new treaty to abuse our rights on a local basis. Our county health commissioners, our mayors, our governors, and so forth, they did, they had all of the laws they needed to put into action the fear that these yeah, I'm documents still confused, are Jim, because I'm, I'm still confused. If you look at NAFTA, for example, it was, again, an organization. It's a trade thing. <clears throat> it's all about industry and who's going to do what. But mm -hmm. Trump nailed it, and a lot of other people nailed it, when they said this is an attack on our national sovereignty that will impoverish our workers in favor of Mexico's workers and, and will make us more like a third world nation. I think if you insist on not using the words national sovereignty is being assaulted, you're not going to get to half of America or two thirds of America to understand what's going on. Uh, I think what you're saying, but I don't understand why there's this difference in semantics on our part, that in effect, they are, maybe it's your emphasis on the capitalism aspect of it. But this is a communist no, it's, running it. It's the, it's, it's the simple fact that I have had an unfair advantage. I've read the document. When you read the document and you see what they are actually doing in this proposed... Giving, you're saying they'll give to Tedros the control over a whole big trade system, is what you're saying, building up... Exactly. Yes. Tedros is the World Health Organization that's taken it away taking away our sovereignty now globalism if you, has if you always... simply don't say if you don't if you simply exchange the word sovereignty for command and control over the means of production distribution and see that's resistance. a cap that's a marxist concept and i think it actually applies but it's missing for americans the larger concept which is that it is literally taking away America's control over its future. And that is the story of globalism. And it's not just about Marxist concepts of the importance of the capitalist predators. It's also about the importance of the progressive predators. This is a system that's going to be approved of by the left mightily more than now the right. And I just think that the emphasis, I want to just put my emphasis on, is it different than your emphasis? Uh, and that, and what I mainly look at is that this kind of marketing thing that you're describing, that is the globalism that is aimed at destroying the national powers, the patriotic nationalism, ultimately, because if they can destroy that, they control everything. And it is not just about the Marxist analysis of the capitalists taking over. Uh, Xi Jinping is going to love it. And uh, our former president, the Barack Obama is going to love it, the progressive. 
And it's all the global predators in on robbing the sovereignty of our nations so that they can just rape the world. I have a different way of thinking about it. But actually, you know, I, I, I think we're actually well, I, I think we're actually in agreement, but the language is what is the barrier. Well, but the thing when, is, you see, the language of WHO is not necessarily the language of uh, freedom-loving America. And describing it is in one way, you don't have to use their language if their language is going to give you diabetes because it's so sweet <laughs> and sounds so wonderful and because it talks about equity and et cetera, et cetera. We need to use language that actually communicates the reality of what's going to happen and the reality of what's going to happen, call it trade, call it totalitarianism, but the key points of American individuality and separateness are going to be subsumed and, and stolen by WHO if, this, if these particular... Uh, and Tedros is just the tool mostly not a predatory capitalist as you're saying yeah not at all no he's mostly the tool of xi jinping well he's the and tool of china and he's the tool of the billionaire he's the tool combined tool of the western billionaires which we now call the western empire which is bill gates and it's uh just tons of other people it's all the big tech companies it's all, it's all the CEOs. They're all going to these conferences and they all want something like this to happen in some way or another. Maybe not exactly the way of who plans it. And then you got Xi Jinping. They go to conferences together. He wants this same thing. And essentially, it's taking, it's destroying the, the constitutional democracies of the world, substituting them with a puppet dictator. He's just a puppet. And he's actually got competition from his boss, the head of the UN, wants the same power. Yeah, he's gotten a little jealous. So I, that's interesting, too. I really think it needs a somewhat different emphasis, A, to understand it, and B, for people who love freedom and who love their countries to be able to stand up and fight this thing. It's a really different, it's a different contextualization. And I think we've grown further apart than we talked last. Um, I, I uh, what I'm perceiving is a Marxist interpretation of what's going on. It's way beyond that, because in fact, what? it's the left and the right both coming together without any specific kind of a thing other than how do we exploit the world? We are in very much, um, you know, I don't know if you're from New Jersey, but all of uh, the times I've ever dealt with this for people in New Jersey, I've got many friends in Jersey who can violently agree with you. And so I'm very much in agreement with many of the well, I'm from Huntington, Indiana, and Peter's from Long <laughs> Island in New York. Yeah, so uh, well, let's, we'll give you a little bit. I've been actually raising my voice, which I rarely do on these things, because well, here's, I'm feeling that there's such a here, here's what here. has Here's what has happened. And much of the information that has been circulating over the last year has confused in the amendments the proposals from Africa and Bangladesh have a very powerful communist solution to this trade disagreement. In the 
agreement that most people call the pandemic treaty, it's very much a capitalist solution, pathogen access and benefit sharing. They're arguing over intellectual property. It doesn't property. matter if they get power through either one, the treaty or they get it through the amendments or they get it through none of those things. They get it through the UN boss having his way. The whole goal is always the same. These people have one goal. It's the destruction of the constitutional democracies so that this band of criminals, as you've aptly described them, can take over the world. And the, biggest band of, and the biggest band of criminals are found operating the World Bank's pandemic fund, which the National Defense yeah, Authorization Act in has... has, has pledged five billion dollars over the next five years they distributed almost half a billion that's let me just that's the western capitalist uh so-called capitalist not capitalism it's not free enterprise it's not capitalism as free enterprise it's capitalism as a method of abuse and control and that's what they're funding that they're they're funding that they're right in there yes so what is your point they're funding what they're funding through the Department of Defense National Defense Authorization Act is the global health security agenda. They they doled out a half a billion dollars of American yeah, taxpayer lost, money, and I think our people are lost. What are you saying? We've that? got one minute. Oh my God, we're. What I'm yeah. encouraging everyone to do is what I've been doing for two years, which is take the time to actually read the documents. And what you will see is that we're dealing with corruption beyond the imagination to essentially throw billions of dollars into the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex in developing nations because they missed out on that market the first time around. Okay. I think that's a part of it. I have a different overview. James Roguski, you're doing fabulous work. I still believe all of that about you. But I hold Thank you. major disagreement about the overview. It's good. That's what, you know, that's what um, the world is supposed to have. Okay. Hey, our wonderful, wonderful audience. I hope you've enjoyed this. It's been almost fun for me. 